This is Stephanie Nelson, host of the Pivotal People podcast. We have great conversations with all kinds of interesting people who are making a difference in the world. Follow us and leave a review if you like this episode so that more people can find us. Thanks for listening. Well, welcome, Zach Windall. It is so great to have you here. Zach is a faith-based entrepreneur and an author. He's written several books, but he started a company called Brand Sunday with the mission of helping people better understand the Bible. So his Bible study books, they're really unique. They're really neat. They are top sellers. And recently he sold his entire company to a larger publisher. Congratulations. Today we're talking about his new book, See the Good, Finding Grace, Gratitude, and Optimism in Every Day. This is one of the most important books I think any of us could buy and read. I have read it twice. I have ordered it for the people in my life who I love. And, you know, Zach, if people read this, if we could really adopt this approach to life, the world would be a different place, hopefully Hopefully. a better place. But could you tell us a little bit about yourself? You have such an interesting story. First off, thank you so much. You are so kind and encouraging. And man, that's people like me need that. So thank you for real. Welcome. You Um, deserve it. See the Good is all about, you know how it seems like the world is falling apart and everywhere you look, it's negative. So I put together See the Good in order to help people shift their perspective to see how God is moving in the world and to focus on that. Because I really believe that if you do that, your life is going to be much more hope-filled, you're going to be more joyful, and you're just going to enjoy your life much more. And so that's really the basis of this book. And it came from an understanding that I was taught from a really early age. So my mom is a four-time cancer survivor. So when I was four years old, she was diagnosed with stage four ovarian cancer, was sent home with a 5% chance to live. And then she had a tumor on her sciatic nerve, was uh, healed from that as well. Then she had colon cancer with three quarters of her colon removed, healed from that. And then when I was 15, she had uh, breast cancer with the double mastectomy and healed from that. So literally from four to 15, she's in and out of the hospital, never knowing if she's actually going to make it. And during my most developmental years, all of this was taking place, but she would always say to me, Zach, you know what? Things could be so much worse. I could not be here today. Uh, So you need to take every day, like the gift that it is and thank Thank God for it and try to see how he's moving in the midst. And I think just being raised with that perspective shifted the way that I lived my life and the way that I saw reality. And it's not to, it's not to disguise or, or push down the bad that's happening, but to, to fight through that, knowing that on the other side, there is a lot of joy and there is a lot of hope. I loved your book. It's laid out in two ways. It's two parts. The first part are several chapters on the whole idea of what you just talked about of shifting our perspective. The way we see the world, the way we see other people, and the way we see Jesus actually changes how our relationship with Jesus is. So when we talk about shifting our perspective, I love your stories. Zach has all these really great real-life stories that illustrate the concepts he's talking about. But then the second part of the book is about uh, living this out. Hmm. So, okay, our perspective has changed. Why are we here? Throughout your book, Zach, you said it a million times, and I love it. Yeah. We're not just supposed to be sitting here on earth waiting for heaven, yeah. you know, enduring this whole awful world while we right. wait for heaven. 
No, we're supposed to be spreading heaven on earth. And I loved how you talked about that. Yeah, that's our that's our mission. Our mission is to spread heaven on earth. I loved all your chapters, but I particularly loved the chapter where you talked about he's way funnier in real life. Yeah. Let's talk about that. I mean, that was eye-opening. Totally. Isn't it funny how when you think of Jesus, whether you were raised in the church or it's a new thing, you kind of have feelings towards him. And a lot of the times it's like, oh, he's judgmental. He was very serious and stoic all the time. But in reality, like if you go back to go back in history, how he was in culture, he was a funny guy. Why else would children want to be around him? Why else would women want to be around him? He was kind. He was, he, I'm sure he laughed a lot. I'm sure he was the life of the party. And you see that going back all throughout the Bible is God's like incorporating feasts for the Israelites to that. They're commanded to celebrate every single year. And like if, if that was God's heart behind life, I don't think he would be sitting back there going, Ooh, they need to be doing better. They're failing here. And so I think when you make that understanding and make that shift in your mind, things really change for you. It changes your relationship with Jesus and it, it uh, lets you approach your faith from a much more light perspective. Yeah. Well, and you talked about in the book, everyone has to do this Google Jesus picture. Yeah. Look at images. <laughs> And you can see all the images we have in art and literature. Jesus is serious and somber, and that must be sticking in our head. So anyway, I thought that was interesting. If we could think of Jesus laughing, I've never thought of Jesus laughing. Yeah, Jesus laughing. Come on. He talks about joy all the time. Right. But I don't want people to think, oh, here's this yippy skippy happy guy. Oh, it's easy for him. What I really appreciate about your story is that you came, and let's talk about that, you came to a point in your life where you really doubted whether all this stuff was true. Okay, you stopped going to church. You know, the problem with the world is we've got a lot of people in it. I mean, people are flawed. So it's easy to judge our God by the people who claim that he's their God. Yeah. So many people have doubts and they turn away entirely, but you did something different. And I appreciate that. Let me turn it over to you. Yeah, it's it's so interesting because I feel like people are afraid of asking big questions. And even though I grew up in the church, I still had this sense in me that I was like, nah, I kind of want to do my things on my own. I want to figure out life. And I was surrounded by a lot of Christians that weren't living out the lifestyle of Jesus. And I was surrounded by a lot of people that weren't Christians that were much more kind and loving than the Christians were. And so I I hit this spot, I was like 24 and I was extremely conflicted on what I wanted to believe, um, who I wanted to be associated with, and if I wanted to consider myself a Christian anymore. And so I went on this journey for, uh, I said, God, I'm going to give you two years, prove that you're real. Otherwise I'm done. And so I studied the Bible very intensely in this program out in Australia, where we would study for 12 hours a day, six days a week. So literally if it was Genesis week, you would read Genesis five times through during the week, and then you'd create your own commentary by the end of it. And so at the end of the program, I had 20 to 30 pages of notes of every book of the Bible. And I was like, wow, I really need to do something with this. Uh, people need 
need this in their life. And that's where I developed the Bible study. And then the brand Sunday came from that. And it was really this journey of like, okay, I'm not going to allow other people's faith to impact my relationship with God. And I think that's what happens very often, especially with the younger generation is like, oh, we're dealing with this quote unquote church hurt. But in reality, it's it's people that you had a problem with, or it's people that put rules in place, but it's actually not how God is or how he feels about a lot of things. And so anybody that's going through this doubt period, I get it. I've been there. I would just encourage you to take it to Jesus and not take it to your church or, or to your cousin or whoever uh, you allow to speak in your life, but actually take it to Jesus and be like, I'm going to spend some time studying the Bible. I'm going to spend some time really getting to know his heart, and then I'll make a decision from there. And I really believe that if you do that, your entire relationship with him is going to change. Well, I'm getting your Bible study. His Bible study, I mean, you got to look it up on Amazon. It's so cool looking. Yeah. This beautiful book, the Bible study, a one-year study of the Bible and how it relates to you. Yeah. Right there. Okay. Yeah. When you're talking about perspective, you talked about a gratitude. You talked about your crisis of faith. You talked about really digging in to learn, which I really admire because it's so easy to expect other people to spoon feed us. Yeah. You know, I'm going to go to a Bible study. I'll check that off the box. And that Bible yeah. study leader, she better have really prepared. How about if right. we all just sit down and read the Bible? Yeah. <laughs> you know, reading the Bible, when you sit down, you read it instead of just hearing one verse taken out of context at church. Yeah. You know, when you read the whole thing, it is fascinating. It is yeah. really fascinating. So yeah. I'm big proponent. Just read the Bible. Yeah. But it is helpful to have, as you said, your commentary. Yeah. And so it's like your book here. You've got the one part of changing your perspective, but the other part about how to live it. One of the things you talked about was the science of gratitude. Let's yeah. talk about the people talk about gratitude all the time. But when I saw your list yeah. of the benefits of gratitude, I'm going to let Zach talk about gratitude, but I want you to know there was a scientific study that showed these are benefits that actually happen physically and mentally. Um, gratitude is known to increase self-esteem, make people like us. Yeah. How about that? Make us more optimistic, improve friendships, mm. improve romantic relationships, improve sleep, improve decision making, relieve stress. And how about this one? Reduce blood sugar. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> so let's talk about gratitude. It's yeah. a word we throw around a lot, but totally. It's it's something that has been talked about for hundreds of years, but for some reason right now, just in the world, it's such a popular thing to discuss. Like most people, when they journal, they're going to write down three things that they're grateful for every day. And I think as Christians, it should be our role to be writing down things that we're grateful for, but we're thankful to God for them. We aren't thankful just to be thankful. We're like, wow, God, thank you for um, ears to hear this podcast. Thank you for lights on in this room. Thank you that I woke up this morning and boom, right there. You're thanking God for all of that instead of just thanking the universe. The universe. And there was this uh, this thing with, with a lot of rabbis and still to this day where they will say a hundred things that they're grateful for every day. And they'll say 18 things before they even get out of bed. So thank you for waking up today. Thank you for feet to stand on. Thank you for my eyes to see. 
And can you imagine saying a hundred things that you're grateful for Mm -hmm. throughout the day, how that would change your entire daily experience? I mean, Paul in the Bible talks about like pray continually. And I think that's a big part of it is just thanking God every single day for all the things that are happening. So thankful for this interview, thankful for us hanging out for a bit, like finding those small things just throughout the day is going to always keep your focus on him and how he's moving in the world because it's so ingrained into us to focus on the bad things. Like it, like there's actually something in our lives that's like scientifically backed called a negativity bias, where if 10 things happen to us throughout the day, nine of them are really good. And one of them is bad. We're going to focus on the mm-hmm. negative one. And it comes, it goes like all the way back to our ancestors, just being in like a fight or flight mentality at all times. Like, you don't know if that's a lion behind the bushes or a bunny. And so they're just always on edge and it's been passed on for, for decades and millennia. And so now today we don't have to worry about that as much. And so there needs to be this like rewriting, this shifting in our DNA to be focusing on, man, yeah, there are some really bad things happening all around us, but there's also some really good things and i don't want to i don't want to ignore the bad i want to fight through them but also recognize that yeah there are so many good things happening and i'm grateful to god for those things well i like your um phrase i think it was your mother's garbage in garbage out and yeah. i really relate to this because yeah. you know what we consume <laughs> it's what we read what we yeah. watch it's you know the people we choose to hang out with who is you know maybe Maybe there are some changes that we could make, but I mean, I'll admit, I my yeah. husband and I started watching this series on Netflix, and yeah. three episodes in, I'm like, I can't watch this. This is terrible. Yeah. But yeah. um, there you go. Then, but when okay. I went upstairs instead of watching that, and I read your book, I felt yeah. way better. And so, <laughs> awesome. when people spend a lot of time, you talk about this in the book. When we spend a lot of time reading the bad news, because let's yeah. let's remember people. Yeah. Headlines have to be dramatic in order to get us to click on them. It's business. Totally. Right. So when we just let all that bad news infiltrate us instead of reading or making a phone call to a friend or just doing something positive and uplifting, naturally we're going to feel bad. Yeah. Absolutely. I think every person needs to go through what's what I like to call like an attention audit. Like what are you giving your attention to? And especially this time of year as we're closing out 2022 and going into 2023, like it's a perfect time to get set, have a have a new new foot in front of you. And so maybe that means you go through what you're consuming. Who are you following on social media? What podcasts are you listening to? What shows are you watching? What books are you reading? And if any of them kind of make you feel a certain way that you're like, ah, I don't, it's making me more negative than I should be, then just push them to the side for a little while. And I think there's no shame in doing that. Like on Instagram, you can literally mute people's posts which is awesome. Like that, that can be super helpful for a lot of people. If like there, there's probably not a reason why you need to 
follow your ex-girlfriend or follow somebody <laughs> that's always making you feel bad, you know? And yeah. I think when you're able to do that and to really cut out the bad and, or at least put a pause on it for the time being until um, you get your, your perspective shifted and then start following people that do really encourage you and inspire you. If you do that, because we spend so much time on our phones and we spend so much time consuming, if what we're consuming is good stuff, we're going to be producing the good stuff as well. Yeah. And you're going to be feeling better. But just to be realistic, you talk a lot in your book about optimism doesn't mean that you're ignoring the hard stuff. Yeah. And I think this is a really important point for people to say, oh, they're so, you know, yeah. no, feel the feels you talked yeah. about in your chapter called feel the feels. Yeah. I think there's a lot of bad stuff that happens to us. I think there's a lot of bad stuff around us. And I think so much of it is about the choice, uh, a choice about our, our attitude that we approach them with. And so, yes, when doubts come in, when bad things happen, grieve through it, feel all of the feels that, that it means to be human. But at the end of the day, on the other side of it, I really believe if you, if you shift your perspective, you're going to be able to find some joy there and you're going to be able to find some hope. Like, yes, really bad things do happen, but there is a glimmer of hope in the midst of everything. Yeah. I have highlighted so much of this book, but I have to read that. Zach said in his book, I know what I'm called to do, and I'm going to use everything in my being to spread heaven on earth in the now. I'm not going to ignore the bad news. I'm going to use it as inspiration to find a solution. Hmm. Yeah. Yeah, Okay. Let's not ignore it. God needs us to pay attention to it. But yeah. And you talk too in the book, which I love is you're talking about let's shift to the, you know, living this out and talking about being a blessing. You know, speaking into people's lives. And one of the things that hit me was so many times we read these things like we all have to do a really big thing. Yeah. We have to do something big and dramatic in this world. God gave us these gifts. And oh my gosh, are you using your gifts? And I loved how you said, you know, the whole ripple effect. Let's talk about that. It's small acts that can lead to big things. So talk about that. Yeah, hundred percent. I think it's just like you said, it's, we get focused on doing the big grand gestures to people in our lives. But in reality, like we just need some little simple actionable steps in our day. And I think over time they're going to ripple and grow into something so much bigger. It's, it's like a snowball. Like when you're building a snowman, so I live in Minnesota, so we have snow like crazy. It's snowing right now. Mm -hmm. And so when you're building a snowman, you start with a small snowball and you put it on the snow and you start rolling it and more snow uh, grabs onto it. And all of a sudden you have a big snowball which you turn into a snowman. And I think it's the exact same thing with really good things in our lives or with really bad things in our lives, whatever we're focusing on in the moment. And so when it comes to really good things, it starts with, okay, maybe you send an encouraging text to a friend. You say, hey, I... I'm just really inspired by you. Every time you walk in a room, you light up the room and you make people feel seen. Great. That's one thing right there. Maybe it means you're buying a cup of coffee for the person behind you with no hidden agenda behind it. But it's just doing those small acts of kindness over time. They're going to grow and they can impact so many people's lives in positive ways and then give them a hope for, for the future of humanity as well. That's right. Well, I really appreciated your chapter on speaking into people's lives. Yeah. And I I sat down and I thought, okay, and let's, we're not talking about empty flattery. We're talking about really taking the time Mm. to think about 
people and really think of an authentic, genuine quality that you can tell them. All of us can remember something that someone said to us, right? And um, my son just got married and his best man gave the most amazing speech. Mm. It was authentic. It was heartfelt. It spoke to everyone in our family. And it touched me so much, Zach. I wrote about it and I wrote, you know, his speech was truly the gift of words. Mm. And he could have, it could have been very different. I wrote him a long letter. You know, I just, the impact that he had on our family by saying the things that he said, I'll never forget. I'll never forget the gift of words. So if we can all, you, you talked about how there are all those, always those people who go around and they're really good at this. They speak yeah. into other people's lives. And generally, they're the people who may not have anyone doing that to them, but we can see how important it is to them because they're doing it. Absolutely. Yeah. So this to me is just one of the easiest, least expensive, and most impactful things that we can do yeah, is encouraging 100%. and speaking into people's lives. The, the Bible says life and death are in the power of the tongue. And I think it's so true. Like you can see how our words impact people negatively, but then also positively, just like it was with your son's best man. And I think as we're going about our day, if we're able to speak more into people's lives and to actually call out how God has placed gifts in people's lives and how God is moving uh, through them it'll change people's lives completely. And so maybe that means a text, maybe it means a phone call, maybe it means an email, whatever the case is, it doesn't have to be long and a grand gesture like we were talking about earlier. It can be something just simple like, hey, I really see that, I really see the joy of Jesus shining through you in every moment that I'm that I'm around you. Boom. That wow. That's pretty simple to do, but that right. would really impact somebody's day throughout the and it could impact their entire year because it's that one little shift of, man, if this person feels this way about me, maybe I should feel that way about myself. You know, I uh, did a podcast episode with a woman I worked for 33 years ago. Wow. And she was my best boss because of one thing that she said to me. And I was starting this podcast and I thought, you know, I'm going to find her. And we had this great conversation, but I mean, that's how much just, she said three words. That's how much our words and and like you said unfortunately our words can also hurt yeah. and we want to you know try to avoid that so i am interested zach in what is next for you yeah i mean, I mean come on i i haven't asked you how old you are don't you dare ask me how old are you zach <laughs> i'm 35 35 so 35 that's pretty good you worked for many years you went and you did essentially a graduate program with your bible program you started a company, you sold it, you've written books that are really high sellers. So at yeah. 35 though, I don't think you're ready to hang it up, are you? I don't think so yet. It's it's a weird position right now because I sold my business a month ago and that was my entire life for five years. So now I'm I'm kind of shifting kind of my approach for the future and seeing what that looks like, whether it's running businesses or writing more books. As of right now, I think it's writing more books. I think I'm going to start speaking next year. I've oh. been uh, digging my heels in for a very long time, but I think that's going to be a part of uh, what this what this next season holds as well. So really going after helping people um, change their perspective on life and, and in, in hopes of making their life more hopeful and joyful. 
Yeah. Now, I think that is a perfect calling for you speaking. And speaking of that, you should follow Zach on social media. He does these great videos, devotionals, Instagram, TikTok. I I told you I've never, I've never gone on TikTok, but he has these great videos. And just so you know, it's not silly dancing videos. He's doing a devotional. He's looking in the camera. He is so uh, one thing I love, the videos I love are when you do these kind of like man on the street videos. Yeah. And Zach will go up to some, tell them what you do. I love it. Yeah. I go up to people and I just say, Hey, what's one bad thing that's happened to you that turned out to be good. And we were doing them for a little while and it was really fun to see people's responses. Now everybody's inside in Minnesota during the winter. Oh, right. So it's not as easy to do, but those are, those are a fun little thing to do as well. Anyway, so there's all kinds of Zach is a bottomless pit of interesting. I am reading your previous book, though. I haven't. Tell us the name of that book, because that sounds fascinating as a faith based Uh, entrepreneur. Yeah, yeah. So it's called Launch with God. And it's all about launching businesses that impact the world in a positive way. And so I talk a lot about my journey of building the business, the brand Sunday over the last four years and how, how we launched it from, from the ground up and then uh, really giving people actionable tools to launch a business for themselves as well. And it's not about like, like creating a coffee shop and making it a Christian coffee shop, but creating a coffee shop that impacts your community in a positive way. And I think through that, you're able to show your beliefs. And so I talk a lot about a lot about doing things like that. It's a lot of fun. That's great. Well, I'm excited to see what's next. I'm excited to give your books as gifts. And I think I, um, I might have told you this. My sister asked me last week. Now, Stephanie, you always say you love the book you read. But honestly, what are the best books that you've had on the podcast? And, and I said, I do. I love every book. Because I've recorded podcasts that have not been published, and that's all I'm going to say, all right? So if you're hearing the podcast, I love the book. Zach, Hmm. I've interviewed a lot of people, including Bob Goff, and you're up there with Bob Goff. Wow. In fact, um, I don't even want to say this because you are Zach, but you just remind me so much of Bob. You're just 30 years younger, so or he'll get mad. I think you're 27 (laughs) years younger, (laughs) not 30. (laughs) So it'll be fun to watch you, and I just wish you the very best. Thank you so much. It means the world, really. Thanks for listening today. We hope you're inspired. And if you like the episode, please take a moment to go to your podcast platform and follow us and leave a review so more people can find us. Now go out and be the pivotal person that you are. <laughs>